Welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we focus on taking time in this life to make a difference in this world. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. This week, we hear from Jesus Never Ran Dream Team member, Molly Kohler. Why do I always have to be different? (laughs) I kind of don't like it. When you're going after your dreams, make sure you take a break and enjoy life. My favorite way to do that is on my front porch with my wife, my friends, and my favorite infinity beverage. You can go to www.infinitybeverages.com and order online and they will deliver directly to your door. That's Infinity Beverages, proud sponsor of Jesus Never Ran and Dreamers Everywhere. So I think one of my hopes and dreams at some point in my life is to figure out what is going wrong in our world. I know, just a small thing. No big deal. But when we look around, now I don't want to pretend like this is the worst time ever in the span of humanity. I certainly don't believe that. But when I look around, I see some things that are extremely concerning and they seem to be centered around our American culture. So there's certain things that are happening in America that we're not seeing happening in other places. And the big question has to be why. And so I'm doing a lot of work right now in schools, seeing a lot of students that are struggling, also seeing a lot of adults that are struggling. Seems like we don't have enough time to do what we really want to do. But even beyond that, it just seems like we're stressed out or we're depressed or we're anxious. And a lot of these things seem to be unique to our culture. So then the question goes, well, what seems to be the problem with the American culture? And for start, everything. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Not everything. There's a lot of great things. But we need to look at that and say, okay, what is going on in our American culture that seems contradictory to what Jesus was trying to teach? Because we have to believe that Jesus is the example for us. He's the one that shows us how to live. And so we need to look at his life and then ask ourselves, okay, in our culture, in our world, in our own lives as well, where are we missing it? What are we getting wrong? Now, I've shared this before on this podcast, but When Jesus was here, he was teaching his disciples and those that were around him, he was teaching them a way to live. And early followers of Jesus were called followers of the way because they were living in a way that was contradictory to the rest of society at the time. They were in so many ways living different than other people were. And so what we're looking at here is not trying to look at Jesus and say, okay, what did he tell us to do? What did he tell us not to do? That's just rule following. That gets really stressful. That actually adds more anxiety and more depression on your life when you're trying to live up to something and you can never do it. And then you just get depressed and you give up. So that's not what we're trying to to follow here. And that's not what we're trying to accomplish. We need to look at, okay, what is this way that Jesus is living? And I love when you look back at the Old Testament. There's a time when God is identifying who he is. And he simply says, I am. So when God is asked what his name is, he says, I am. Now, we're made in the image of God. So we're made in the image of the I am. And so on some level, we have to look at ourselves and say, well, who are we? Well, we are. And so often we want to define ourselves saying, well, I am this, I do this, I am a dad, I work at this certain place, I am passionate about these certain things. All those are fine. All of those are good. All of those are part of who you are. But at the end of the day, I think it's really important for us to start to get comfortable just being. 
And I can't help but wonder if that is part of the problem that we're having in our society, in our culture, that we don't simply know how to be. We always feel like we have to do, and we always feel like we have to live up to something. And we're always trying to convince people that we're good enough. And that all creates a lot of problems and a lot of challenges in our world. So I want to look today at the life of a young woman who's a part of the Jesus Never Ran Dream Team, who I believe lives this out better than anybody maybe I've ever met. She is in the process of just being. And when you ask her who she is, she struggles to answer that question because all of it is this unfolding that's happening in her life. So Molly Kohler is a person that I met when she was in college and she was going to college to be a nurse. And when I met her, that that wasn't her passion and still not her passion to this day as you're going to hear. But I want you to hear from a young woman who is learning just how to be in this world, who she is just saying, this is who I am. I am who I am and I'm unfolding it as it goes. And I don't have all of the answers, but I do have a certain way that I'm living. So let me introduce you to an amazing young woman, Molly Kohler. I graduated from college and I got a nursing job. And then I went back and finished my four-year degree as with my bachelor's um, while working. And through that, I think many times I, I told you that I didn't love being a nurse. And I think throughout the years, I'm glad I've stuck with it because that's changed. And and I see that like it's it's not that I don't love being a nurse. It's that like sometimes the harder days are actually the best days. If things get too monotonous, it's not actually actually that rewarding but um there's plenty of days that like are really hard but I get to be a part of something with my patients that's become so much more valuable to me and I don't really know what that is if it's just like an amount of time that's changed that I guess I feel like it's added to my life more now and then I think I I lived in Eau Claire through college and then ended up staying for a few years and found that just, I loved being there, um, but decided that I just wanted, I wanted to go elsewhere just to try other things. Maybe even a bit of a stigma to not like just stay where I, where I grew up or in the area I grew up and experience other, other parts of the country. But that led me this year to taking a job in Livingston, Montana as a as a travel nurse. So I'm currently planted in Bozeman and travel nursing. Um, so I head to Livingston like three days a week and then have the other days to kind of play. I think I've been muddy and dirty and cold this summer more than ever before. And, and actually just now I'm starting to be like, okay, so nursing's great, but what about this passion I've always had for for images of people and like just capturing people's joy and light. So earlier when I was in nursing school, I would, I would shoot photography a bit and then found that I just didn't have time to like put out the effort that I would want to. 
Um, and so I decided to hang that up for a bit. And now I just feel like I have the time. So I, I've actually just recently been working with a few people in Bozeman, just just learning and um, getting into that scene a bit more. And we'll just kind of see where that goes. But I think there's a lot of different ways to live life. And for all the people that stayed home, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think moving away, I learned a lot about how valuable family and like community is and how no matter where you go, you would just having a sense of community is one of the most like valuable things a human can have. Um, I think we're created for it. Maybe at one point I just like bucked wanting to live a normal life, whatever normal means to me, I guess. But now I'm just like, okay, what does it look like to live like a, a meaningful life and create community wherever I'm at? And hopefully that's always ever evolving and growing. When we're growing up, the question we're always asked is, what are you going to do when you grow up? What are you going to be when you grow up? And, you know, it's, I'm going to be a firefighter, an astronaut, or the president of the United States. So at a very early age in our culture, we're teaching our kids to say, what I am is what I do. And I love Molly's story because even though it's got this 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 tinge of, well, I want to be a nurse or maybe I don't want to be a nurse, but that's just what I'm going to do. And then she realizes through that experience and through moving around and through experiencing different things that kind of on this quest of discovering who she wants to be, that she discovers that it's not tied with her profession or it's not tied with the thing that she's doing. And she's really discovering what it means to simply be. She's discovering what it means to be identified as I am. I am what I am, when I am, where I am. And I think there's something very, very valuable about this. So let's dig back and see if we can hear from Molly a little bit more about where this comes from. Grew up in a Christian household and um, was, I think, once I got into college, I had plenty of years of seeking all of the things and curious about like living a Christian life versus not. Um, and then once I got deeper into college, I really just like zeroed in on like college ministry and had one of the best groups of friends. I think anyone could ever have in college. The college experience was literally like we'd wake up for a morning sunrise and go to like this beautiful peak and just watch it in our jammies and blankets and just have beautiful times together. Um, go take, get takeout cake. You heard that absolutely right. She said, get takeout cake. That, my friends, is living the life. And like, just go sunset chasing and go post up in a field in my friend Molly's truck, because of course I'm only friends with Molly's. But amongst that, um, there's a lot of stigmas with that too, like Christian stigmas where get married, have kids, do the thing. And so I had been dating someone like my last year of college and really wonderful person. And we kind of were like, I think, yeah, we're supposed to get married and stuff. But over time, it just um, became like, is this really like we're supposed to, or are we pushing this or is are, should we be getting married? And then it became like, well, let's either get married or break up. Thankfully in our really young minds, we still were able to be like, okay, probably shouldn't get married if we think we should break up. So we didn't get married. 
And that was really hard for me. Like I had definitely for sure a full year of just like, what the heck? I just wanted a nice, simple life. Like all my friends are getting married and um, just kind of felt like I missed it. I was a bit, a bit angry with God, <laughs> quite angry with God. And I think that, that that was his grace. I'm able to see now, like just how much, how much has come from these years that I haven't been married and just how wonderful it's been. Um, and that's nothing against all my beautiful friends who have gotten married. It's just an, uh, the the fact that I wasn't able to go in that realm. I, I very much so believe in like, you have to work for things, but also there's a certain amount of like, you shouldn't have to push. And I felt like I was pushing to have these certain things that really weren't mine yet. And I guess I just feel like, like I would have never <laughs> come out and started biking down mountains and doing all sorts of different things now if I would have taken that route. I guess I just feel like really that helped, that it wasn't really a choice of mine necessarily to like go do something kind of different than a lot of my friends were as much as it was like kind of what I had to do. And then I realized like, oh, this is actually really special. Like, let's lean into this instead. But it definitely didn't start that way. I was like, why do I always have to be different? <laughs> I kind of don't like it. I think that it's definitely been a process. And and then like gratitude of realizing like, oh, this is, this is actually right where I need to be and want to be. And I, I guess I just keep feeling like I'm finding my niche more and more. The amazing part about this story in my mind is that you'll notice the, the spaces where Molly gets stuck are the moments when she tries to do that thing that she feels like she's supposed to do. Like, this is the thing that our culture says you need to do. Go get married, go to college, whatever it is, get that job. And she finds herself getting stuck in those spaces. And she finds herself extremely free when she's just allowed to be, just allowed to live her life. But the end of the story is not those moments where she sees a disappointment or she gets hurt because of a relationship or because of something in her life. She looks at that with such amazing perspective and she starts to ask herself the question, okay, now what? And then as she sees her life move forward, she's able to look back at those moments that, that maybe it, when they were happening seemed like such disappointments. And now she's able to look back at them and say, hey, if it wasn't for that, then where I am now wouldn't have even been possible. And so that shows me that her life is not about getting somewhere. It's about going somewhere. And that going is not a place. That going is an entire lifetime. That's what Jesus is talking about when he's talking about a way to live as opposed to a thing to do. We really need to get this through our heads as followers of Jesus that if we keep on trying to do the right thing and keep trying to avoid doing the wrong thing, we're missing the entire point. The point is we have to learn the way to live. And it's a way of being free and it's a way of allowing God to unfold our story instead of us trying to push everything forward. You heard Molly talk about that, about trying to push things into being and it wasn't even hers to have. 
All right, let's dig back a little bit more and let's hear a little of where Molly came from about her upbringing, about how she learned some of these things from her parents and how some of the things that they did for her really propelled her into this world. And they weren't even trying to do it. Again, it's just how it happened and how it worked out. Yes, okay. So I guess that just kind of goes into growing up, really. Um, Growing up, I just had a two awesome parents. Um, My dad worked, my mom was a stay-at-home mom for quite a few years. She like, looking back, did a lot of things that I'm like, oh, <laughs> she like is a really diligent human. Both my parents like worked out every day, which I'm learning in adulthood is way more difficult than I gave them any kind of credit for. And just like had a had their devotionals, just certain things that they really like. I feel like even with you talking about slowing down in life, they had pretty, pretty standard morning routines or daily routines that I grew up around. And then one thing that my dad really was wonderful at is he just, he wanted us to all be, all of us kids, there's three of us, to be financially stable on our own and to support ourselves. And then I learned early that he, he doesn't do what he loved and he didn't really have any support figuring out what he was going to do in life. And so I do remember, even though I was pretty much a a rebel teenager and not super interested in, in future plans, I guess my dad sitting down with me and just being like, okay, what are you going to do? What's your plan? And, and he was the one that was like, I think you would be an excellent nurse. And maybe sometimes that's even made it hard for me to embrace. Cause I don't feel like I was like, I don't want to do nursing, like not this crazy passion for it. But that probably was some of the best advice he could have given me in some regard, just because my lifestyle has been so sporadic. Um, <laughs> there's not many other jobs that you can like be an adult for three days a week and still work on like growing up and learning other things along the way. <laughs> so um, that was amazing. And it allowed me, you know, to just do CNA work during high school and get involved in that. Um, but he always just was like, you, you care for people. You, you love being around people. People would value my spirits when they're sick. Um, and so that's, I guess, why I went into nursing. And I think I owe it to him a lot of just why, like, like he's, he's really impressed in us. Like, if you want to do other things, that's great. But like, have an income, like be working, have something to keep you set up for success. Like he sometimes is like, you can't help others if you don't have a means to help them with. And there's a lot of different ways you could go with that. But I really do overall think that that helped set me up for a lot of success. You know, sometimes it's really important to just listen to the voice of people around us because we might not have the idea that we need to get us where we're going. And sometimes we just need to listen to those voices that we trust around us. And in this case, it was Molly's dad who said, well, why don't you try being a nurse? And as you're going to hear, that is a decision that set her up for so much success. And I guess like, for, yeah, I guess for like three days a week, it gives like, cause you work 12 hour shifts or at least I do. So, you know, for three days a week, I do that job, but then 
it gives a lot of freedom. Like my first years of nursing, I think I, I went and traveled like to nine places or something that year, just kind of like a little ridiculous, but like, it just gave me freedom to still go explore amidst that. And so it was definitely, um, an awesome path to just like, even now I feel like, okay, so it's my day off and now I can work on, um, some photography things that I've been putting time towards and other things. And so I'm just not, it's nice to not just be a weekend warrior. That's such an important thing. A lot of times when we have something that we're shooting for and a new idea, whatever it might be, we think, okay, I'm going to start that in my spare time, or I'm going to start that on my weekends. But the reality is, but we need our evenings and our weekends to just relax sometimes. And so Molly has done such a spectacular job of setting herself up to explore, setting herself up for just an adventurous life. And she's right in the midst of it right now. So I think we're all wondering, well, where are you going, Molly? What is next? Um, I think right now, like, that's a super broad question for me. Like, that's like a kind of a daily thought, I guess, but, um, not with a ton of focus quite yet in life. Um, but I think a few things just coming up is, is becoming just furthering my photography skills. Um, and, and really just starting to like take hold of that dream and just starting to like work with other people and lovers and creatives. Um, because I just believe like I've come to find that I just really adore capturing people's creative sides and what, what things bring them life. Um, and I think kind of what you're talking about, Matt and Jesus never ran even goes right with that. Like a lot of these people are doing something that they grew up thinking about and then they got back to, or, or they were like the nerd that always did it through middle school and high school. And then like they're thriving now or, they're in love and so all of those things plenty of people are in love with their creative side or whatever they're doing too and so I just I find so much value in capturing those moments so that's something I've really been um putting more emphasis on now and then this winter I I think I'm I'm going to use my medical degree in a different way and go to Honduras for a month but I think there's still a lot to to unfold um, with that aspect, I guess I just keep opening up to whatever things come my way in that sense, like Honduras this winter, and to kind of see a need and go for it. For Molly Kohler, walking like Jesus means just being, learning how to be without having this grand expectation that it has to look a certain way or it has to get me to a certain place. Sometimes walking like Jesus means remembering where you are as you're going to wherever you're going. Each day we are reminded of the role our faith plays in our lives, but does it play a role in our finances as well? Now for the members of Thrivent Financial, it does. For over a century, Thrivent has been helping Christians blend faith, finances, and generosity because it's not just about making more, it's about doing more for your family, your church, and community. 
Learn more about Thrivent's unique mission by calling Kathy Jensen, Thrivent Financial Representative at 715-231-1662. Disclosures, licensed agent producer of Thrivent Financial, marketing name for Thrivent Financial for Lutherans, registered representative of Thrivent Investment Management Incorporated, thrivent.com slash disclosures.